Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian Hamawi and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Yes, welcome to the Guest X podcast and what will be Matt Loney's final Guest X podcast uh, from Europe and um, is also Mr. Guest Experience Brian Hamawi's first podcast from a horse competition. Yes, training facility. A training. For, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not part of the one percenter, um, so I don't have my horse. And neither so, am I from the training facility. Yes, neither. And I am not mounting horses. I am not riding the horse. Let's just make that super clear. If I can get a foot on a horse, I'm lucky. Uh, no, for those of you who don't know, Brian's uh, daughter has gotten into a certain now. Is what what? It's a fancy name. What what does she compete in? What is was the type? She's a, a so she's an eventer. I thought I had a which, more. It was I thought there was a fancier word than that. Yeah, equestrian. Equestrian. But the type of equestrian she is. She's a she's an eventer. So she does three different types or three phases to her specialty. So she's a jumper. She does what they call dressage. Dressage. And, uh, there you go. Look at me starting to go into it. And then what was yeah. the third one? What's the third cross, one? Cross country. Cross country. Okay. Which is a lot of fun. They jump logs and river, like little riverways and, and going That'd to ponds. Cool. And, That'd be yeah. Cool. So uh, it's really fun. We actually, uh, Scarlett's joined uh, an equestrian team here out of Ocala and the owners of the facility are both uh, U.S. eventers. So they represented the United States. Very cool. And they have a team and they've taken her on. She's actually the youngest rider that they've ever had on their team. Um, so How old is she? Eight. Eight wow. years old. Uh, yeah, I, I was just I, uh, I was just wondering how many of our uh, listeners probably just checked and are like, "Am I listening to the right podcast?" Uh, well, thank you for pulling yourself away uh, and 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 making it work here, so we could uh, we can get in this week. I, uh, you know, this is is interesting. One of the big projects that we have at Explore is around content this year. We've recently had uh, Tom Kenyon, actually, who's heading up that project, you know very well. Spent a lot of years at Blue Tent, but Brian, you know him very well. And he and I are, were just on a call yesterday talking about, you know, what makes great content and, and really leads into, I'm excited about today's call because I think as we look across our industry, we're talking about some different things, but, but a lot of it is coming back. You know, we're talking about how do I differentiate right? The book direct movement. We're talking about a lot of things, but a lot of it comes back to content. And I think it's something that a lot of us know is important. I think, I, I feel like it's like SEO, right? Or what yeah. maybe what SEO was before Google started selling the top six spaces now or whatever it is. But I feel like it's this concept and people talk about it and they know it's important, but, but they really don't know why and what differentiates it, you know, uh, one, you know, really good content from, from content that's really not helping drive their brand. And so I'm, I'm excited, Brian. I am too. And I think today's conversation, it, what you're saying is interesting because 
there are so many different formats for content now. Uh, previously, we just had, you know, blogging or just writing. Now we've got video content as well. We've got just so many different ways to publish content. Today's guest is really, her specialty is on uh, the writing side, the blogging side, um, creating content on, on that front and executing it, right? Because it's not just good enough to create content, but the, the key is to create good content knowing how much content to, to create and then being able to publish it so that your audience consumes it the right way. So Louise Brace uh, has been working in the travel industry for over two decade, decades, uh, specializing in the travel industry. Her career began as a travel blogger for a European city break company and is now the founder of Rental Tonic, a copywriting and digital marketing firm dedicated to short-term rental sector. Louise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brian and Matt. Thank you for inviting me today. Yeah, so I'm really excited to have you. We work pretty closely. Um, I know with Oliva Homes, we've started uh, on some new fun projects and we can get into some of the ideas that we're doing there. But for our audience that isn't familiar with you or what you're doing, I'd love you to just give us a quick introduction into Rental Tonic, a little bit of your background, and then some of your specialties. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you very nicely introduced me to it, so thank you for that. Um, I am a copywriter and a dig digital strategist for um, short-term rentals, so I predominantly work with short-term rental hosts and property managers. Um, I, as you mentioned, started off um, working, well, I, I'm based in Spain, so I'm from London originally, um, based in Malaga in the south of Spain. It's super hot here today. Um, and um, I had a communication company down here. I've been here 20 years. And I was predominantly working with um, real estate and, uh, um, and resorts here across Spain. And I, I happened to start working with a, a European city break company, um, blogging, and I just kind of got super passionate about, about writing about destinations. And from there, I went to work for a company called Spain Holiday, who were like the original, original OTA, or one of the original OTAs, before Airbnb existed, before you had VRB, before Home Away even, we had Spain Holiday, and um, obviously for a niche in Spain. And I went from writing destination content to writing host content. So really taking the host through um, all of the, the processes and the marketing and the guest experience, um, you know, hacks that they needed to help them to create a better hospitality business. And from there, I started Rental Tonic. So I've been doing, I've had Rental Tonic now for about eight years. Um, and I'm pretty much ensconced in the book direct movement. So um, I do write OTA listings, um, but really my passion is working with hosts to create um, inbound content for book direct websites. There's a ton of information there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we started to, you know, I, I, as well as being a podcaster with Matt and loving the guest experience side, I think one of my passions really is being able to deliver the right type of content to our mm -hmm. guests. I'm not that good of an executor on that front. And there's also so much that you can do. Now, when I started to think about content, Damien Sheridan actually was the one that said, you have got to work with Louise. She's going to execute this for you brilliantly. And it's not just that you're writing content. We're thinking about how to publish the content so that I can start to rank higher in my local market. 
we probably have one of the most complicated markets and competitive markets because we've got so many property management companies out there. Not only that, but we compete even against some of the big, you know, big people here, Disney, Universal. And so I need to find, I needed to find a different way to develop some content strategy so that my guests can consume it and I can become a little bit of a different company versus the rest of the people here. So I'd love to start with, you work with companies all over the world. I mean, you have across the pond, you know, you are in Malaga. We also, you have property managers here in the States, but when you start to think about content and when property managers start to think about content, what is the beginning point? What should they be thinking about? And then how do you start to develop that so that they can execute on a local market? Okay. Um, I mean, the first and foremost important um, element is is really to understand who your ideal guest is um, and start to think about who they are and what experience they want to have when they're having a vacation. Okay. It, you know, there's no point, well, there's, there is a point, but I always say there, you know, you don't focus on a mass market, on a mass audience, because Firstly, it's hugely difficult to compete. You, you can't really compete on top, for example, you can't really compete on top level um, accommodation um, keywords on Google, on search engines. We know that because pretty much the OTAs have those and, and the big property managers have those wrapped up. So you have to dig deeper. You have to really think about who's going to love what you have, who they are, and how you're going to write content around the experience that they're looking for. Um, And, you know, one of the biggest or one of the most important elements always is to talk about the experience and to talk about the destination, because that's an area that the OTAs don't cover. They don't talk about the destination. They, They rarely talk about the experience. So you have to really then think about the ideal guest and think about your niche and start to deliver content around the ideal guest and around the niche um, that you've chosen. That's interesting. I, um, it, it, you're right. We, and, and I think it's something that a lot of people don't until they think about it. You're, you, you don't go on to Verbo or booking.com or Airbnb to read about the destination that you're considering going to, um, because they're, I think in the consumer's mind, rightfully so they're not seen as experts in that. And um, from, for them, I, I would imagine it'd be very difficult to curate and maintain all of that. And so I can see how it's an advantage. I, I think one of the questions I've got is around what we're, as an industry, building this content for. As I mentioned earlier in the segment, how, you know, the, I think is SEO, or let me propose as a question, am I right that organic is getting tougher through like a Google, is it, but you know, so when we talk about book direct is book direct being taken offline or maybe not offline, but more into, um, email and social sites and things like that. And that's where the content's really effective or is it, is the organic still the main reason you need this content? I think, I mean, you have to have an absolutely holistic approach. So you have to consider all channels 
um, and all genres of, of, of content as well. So we're not just looking about written content, but a video content, um, email marketing, um, social media, visual content, um, and kind of working on a strategy that brings all of that together. At the end of the day, you want your guests to land on your website because that's where they're that's where they're gonna you know book you and book you directly. So whatever you do outside of that, it's always got to have that kind of end game that they're gonna come back to your website. And yes, absolutely, you know you have to have this kind of when you're writing content or when you're making video content, for example, you do have to have this really fine balance between being you know, found by search engines. So having a, you know, a good SEO perspective to it, but also being human friendly because you want people to find you, but when they, they arrive to your website, you want them to feel connected with what you have, that they come and they find you and say, they say, this is exactly what we've been looking for. I mean, the other important thing about writing content um, for a book direct website is that going back to what we said, where the OTAs don't you know, they don't write destination content. They don't really write niche content way, way back. And I'm sure, Matt, you probably know this because you're working in that kind of, you know, guest experience and environment that um, Google kind of have this five stages of travel um, or five stages of booking travel. So you've got the dreaming, the planning, the booking, the experiencing and the sharing. So if we're, you know, there's no point, for example, having a book direct website where you're only talking about the accommodation, because at that point, your guest has already jumped over to Airbnb to book an accommodation. The whole point of delivering destination content and, and experience content and, and really focusing down and honing a niche is that people find you when they're in the planning stage or the dreaming stage, you know, when they're just starting to look for a, for a vacation, they're starting to think about the experience that they want to have. You know, that's where you want to grab your vet, your visit, your guests. Sorry. That's, that's fascinating. Cause we do, you're right. We speak a lot about that at exploring yeah. about how this gives you, you know, be, we, we talk about it as be more than a place to stay. Exactly. Right? You're, you're, yeah. And, and as hospitality leaders in this industry, I challenge people like you didn't get into this industry to maintain and clean homes that you've got to do it sometimes is a hard industry, but you got into it because you wanted to inspire people. Right. And to, yeah. and to give them incredible experiences, Brian, we've, you and I have talked a lot about that and, and going back to the OTA part too. We've, we've talked a lot about that, where this is the Achilles heel of the OTAs. As we talk about the book direct movement, um, this is certainly an area where, they, they can't, they just can't compete. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's two things that always come to mind. One is we talk a lot about how even some of the larger property management companies, it's all about the services on the ground, right? The, the only way to execute well is to have a good team of people surrounding you to be able to execute with guest experience on the ground. Uh, and I think the second part of that, which is what Louise is talking about, is being able to develop genuine content. Now, unless you know that local market really well and you can speak to that local market, the things that you love to do, it becomes a really difficult exercise if you're a massive OTA, which I guess brings me to my next question, Louise. We're seeing a ton of consolidation in the in, in, in our market, right? And uh, they're basically swallowing up all of these small 
property managers. But when you start to think about content, how do they execute on a local level and maintain that realness to be able to deliver that to the guests? Because that, that's ultimately what the guests are looking for. And if we have a bunch of you know bigger companies acquiring these smaller companies and then the team leaves locally, how do they produce good relevant content for them to be that local expert? Yeah, I mean, I think it's very difficult. Um, well, and it's not difficult. They have to hire people locally, ideally, or a good content um, manager to develop and to and to keep with the um, to keep with the 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 I can't think of the word now the um, the the keep the momentum going. So, for example, going back to um, what I mentioned before with Spain Holiday, I mean, they were, you know, they were an OTA, um, but they're their whole concept was built around content. So delivering content for all the different regions in Spain. They had people on the ground in Galicia, people on the ground in Alicante who were writing um, for them. Um, now I know they've been um, taken over by Wimdu. So I'm, it will be interesting to see if their strategy continues with content. Um, and a lot actually with the feedback, for example, that, that we would receive from owners and hosts that were advertising on the platform were, well, you know what we maybe don't get as many inquiries from Spain holiday as we do from you know VRBO but the inquiries are genuine they convert better um, because a lot of those inquiries were coming through from destination content rather than directly into accommodation um, you know the idea is that they find you they bookmark you they see the passion that you have so consolidation um, you know yes it's happening and it'll be interesting to see whether or not they can keep that momentum up yeah I think Brian um, it's interesting there's a couple of different I, I think it's part of the strategy you're seeing among some of these consolidators right where you've got a Sykes Cottages who operates the brands still very independently and I would say probably is one of the ones that's maybe succeeding a little bit, but then you've got the consolidation that is, no, we're going to try to really roll them all up under one brand. And part of the strategy is that we can run these all centrally and, um, and treat them as almost a faceless brand. I think what you're getting to Louise, and, and I, I'd love to get to kind of, that, that deep goal of the content, but I think it, it really is to appeal to someone at an emotional level, right? And, and travel is not, I think that's what sometimes these, you know, people forget is it's not a commodity, right? That you can just throw up on a, a faceless online store and sell. And, it, um, you know, I think it, it, every market, there's a destination. There's a reason someone's, to your point, there's a reason they're searching that destination. There's, they've envisioned, you know, walking, you know, walking down a certain path in that town, whatever it is. And they've gotten their head. It, 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 it's very emotional, right? And the content, I think, ultimately is to tap into that emotion. It, it definitely is. It, it, I mean, you have, I mean, it, again, you have this fine balance between um, functional um, content and inspirational content. So the inspirational content is going to draw them in. Um, you know, it's going to make them love what you have. Um, it's also going to tell your story because I always, I always say, pe guests, 
They don't care about how you run your, your home, how you run your property business. They don't even they care really what you do. They care about why you do it, why you do what you do, why you're passionate, why you're passionate about being a host, why you're passionate about your destination. Um, so all of that kind of draws them in and makes them have feel this real connection with what you have. But of course, you also have to have the functional because you have to sell as well. So the functional content. So every single page, for example, on a book direct website has its own function. Um, and some of that content will draw people in and make them love what you have. And the other the other part of the content will make them press that book now button, you know, so that it, you have to have this kind of happy balance between the two. That's fa- it is fascinating to think about the different stages, Brian, of a funnel. It is. It is really interesting. I also I'm curious about leveraging technologies in our space. I mean, we've got fortunately for me, I've got one of Mr. Guest experiences. I'm going to switch it. The roles around here, but Explory, right? Uh, Explory has dedicated themselves to finding good, relevant partners in local markets and being able to deliver that to the guests, which in turn, Louise, we could leverage for um, content. Right, we can find more about those local players, and then, so you know, what other what what ways should people should people be thinking about building content out and then delivering it? Because ultimately, and and Matt said this before, but good content is setting customer expectations the right way. So, can we use local activities and types of technology to be able to create that that content and then build it out so that the expectation is correct? Definitely, definitely. And I, and I mean, I guess, I mean, with things like with, with, um, you know, kind of, you know, guest, guest experience apps and, you know, welcome book, digital welcome books, you know, are, you know, essential really in today's um, hospitality market, because people do, you know, pretty much everything they do when they're on the holiday is on their phone because they're not going to be sitting there with their desktop and they're not going to be you know searching in that way so that you need to have that kind of um, immediate to hand um, information and delivering you know the best places to eat the you know the best places to go kayaking or the best beaches in your area it has to be delivered in multiple formats on multiple mm-hmm. platforms, um, you know, to bring it together. And, uh, you know, again, it depends on where the guest is, you know, what stage they are. are is it pre-stay? Are they still finding you? Are they still having that com- communication with you? Haven't booked yet? You know, is it during stay or is it post-stay when you want to have kind of gathered data about them to be able to, you know, deliver information via email to them at a a later stage or or via social media so yeah it it depends you know use as many platforms as you can to deliver that content to your guests at different stages of um you know their their kind of booking journey their booking cycle well and even and i right before we got on you i agree we've talked about that across mediums too right which is like text is great operationally I don't, I don't know that many consumers are expecting to receive texts asking them to book. It's just, it, you know, it's so you've also got the type of content you're pushing at different stages of that journey and then through which mediums. And But one of the things, too, that you guys talked about before we jumped on, which I was fascinated by, was a project you're actually doing with Ryan. Because I think some people... They struggle on what to create content around. We've talked about tours and attractions, and and I am happy to see that whether it's with Explorer or whoever, like 
our industry seems to have moved outside of the four walls and understood that, you know, you just don't write about what's in the kitchen and then you're done, right? There's a lot more to content, but you guys are also exploring the homeowners as a source of content or subject matter. And when we look at Airbnb, there's a reason they stick to their theme of, you know, trying, they want people to believe that these are, these are all like, you know, homes that, uh, that, you know, a mom and pop own and they manage and they they probably live right down the street when we all know that that's the majority of their product is professionally managed and, and what have you, but it resonates, right? And so is that like, when you think about subjects, subject matters, um, tours and attractions, but the homeowner could be something that's attractive. Definitely. I, I mean, this was Brian's idea, so he has to take all credit oh, for well, that. Well, we don't I give guess. Brian credit on this show ever, ever. So it's, I guess it's a bit like, you know, it's like flipping the guest review on the, um, you know, onto the other side that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're taking, um, you know, the owners, we're going to talk about their story and, we're, we're, you know, it will almost be like, a, you know, giving them the, the opportunity to review um, you know, the resort that they have a home in. So what they love best about the resort, what they love best about the destination, why they bought there. Um, so hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit like a review, but an, a review from the owner. So it gives it a, even more credibility. And a, again, a little bit more of that personal connection. So yes, I'm dealing with a property manager, but here's the person that actually owns this home. This is why they love, this is why they bought there. Yeah. That's really cool. That, Matt, I mean, I'm, I'm one person and I've got a team of people behind me, right? There's only so much that I know and I love about this, this space, this location. If I've got 40, 50 or 100 owners, they each have a little bit, a, a different view on this location, which means that content building isn't just delivered by me, but it's delivered by an infinite amount of people. And so really getting to know the location, not just for myself, but for my guests, they'll get to explore and experience something a little bit different in each single, in each one of my yeah. homes, even though they're the, in the exact same location. Yep. And, and, yeah. and, and again, and, and then I think too, Brian, it's across what Louise was talking about is across different platforms, right? right? You know, we were talking about voice, which obviously we're heavily vested in, but you know, the idea of, can I hear them tell me like and, and introduce themselves? Is there an email where you could get homeowners to do a video? And some homeowners aren't going to want to do that. But I tell you what, it is, that is powerful stuff. And I would, I would argue that the rise in, look, part of the rise in review, you know, reviews to some extent are, are very productive, but they've also kind of gone down a negative path at times in our industry where, it's harder to leave a negative review if you're like, well, that's that's Jim and Sandy, right? Like we've met them or we've seen video of them. Or yeah, it, I think it's important to put faces to these homes um, because I think some people think that this is just a faceless company, and it and it's not. That's not what made our industry great. Absolutely. Right. I mean, the sto the story is you know your story. The owner's story, the host's story is everything. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's that old adage, which probably sounds really cheesy, but people do, people do business with people. And yeah. um, it's 
in our business, it's more important almost than anything because you're coming into a private home. Um, you know, people want to know, you know, the person behind that home. Um, so, yeah, this is I think this is really exciting what we're doing with this. And, uh, you know, yeah. you, you never know, Brian, we might get to that video stage. I think it'd be cool. One day in the future. I with, think, with, yeah. With the owners. <laughs> Which is a really good question, Louise. I mean, you, you specialize a lot in content writing and copywriting, and maybe that plays a role in SEO, but should people really be thinking about advancements in, in video? I'm a huge proponent on video. We see it, we own a real estate company, but the biggest asset that we have is video content. And I'm surprised at how little we utilize video. Even the big OTAs don't have the facilities to produce video and, and present that video because there's nothing more authentic yeah. Then the content. Um, get to know the, the hosts, get to know your guests. Is that is that where we're moving to next? Or and is it going to replace uh, content writing? Or do you think they're going to be they'll, they'll live side by side? Um, I hope that it's going to explode and I think it is going to and and funnily enough I know again Brian we'll go I go right back to our one of our first conversations and we talked about this that in our industry um we don't use video enough that you do in the real estate business but we don't you know yes you have like you know uh, like 3D floor plans and you have Matterport but actual video um you know taking somebody around the home and even out of the home and this is something that I've actually just started so I've been I've been wanting to get into video for a long time I was working for a client and doing some video with them a couple of years ago um, and I wanted to explore it more but at the time I was working with a professional videographer and so when I stripped that back and tried to do it for myself it was horrendous I mean I was just absolutely awful at it um, but I wanted to show hosts and owners how you could do really simple video of your, you know, the, the best USPs of your property and the best USPs of your destination in very five short, you know, five reasons why you should book to stay in wherever. So I started to do this, but I, and I, it's still a, a project in development, but um, I've just started working with a company who are based very close to me in Marbella. And we are taking video out there in terms of content. So we, every other Friday, and it's great fun as well, um, we do a tapas tour in Marbella. So we're doing two things. The first part of the video, like a minute, is showing somebody a part of their because it's a complex where they're based on, on the beach in Marbella. So our first part is me taking them and saying, right, okay, today we're going to look at apartments. The next week we're going to look at the gardens. So we're taking them on a journey and we're taking them on a journey around the complex. And then we head out and we show them the best places to eat tapas in Marbella. Um, so we're, it's a little bit of sales and a little bit of fun. Um, and it's going onto their website and it's going onto YouTube and it's going on to, you know, they're doing kind of reels on Instagram and on Facebook. So, um, yeah, and it's getting like really good engagement. So, yeah, yeah video really definitely cool. has to be added into the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately you said it, you know, not to use another adage, but like sales is storytelling. And that's what all of this really is, is trying to capture the, the right story, you know, the story behind people want to, they want it, they want a deeper connection. Brian, we've talked about this. They want community. 
you know, the, the home I'm staying in right now, he met me when we checked in and, um, walked me through the house and, you know, he spent time talking about where he found, you know, the, the key, the marble on the kitchen counter. Right. And he, you know, and he had spent time in that. It, it, it gives you more of an appreciation of where you're staying. And I'll always now know someone in Brussels, right. Which is really cool. And so I think that's, that's ultimately, and I think it doesn't have to be complicated. I think is what you, you know, what I've heard today is, but it's gotta be genuine and um, you gotta really think through it. What are you trying to convey? Yeah. And I think to be consistent as well. I think one thing that people miss the mark on is, and it's hard to do is building some content and then falling off because if you're not consistent with your marketing and your con- the content that you're building, it has no value. Definitely. Con- constant and consistent. Um, it is hard, uh, but you have to keep constant. And even if it's only, you know, two articles a month, you have to keep on with those two articles a month and you have to be consistent. So whatever you deliver has to have some form of structure that people recognize. Um, you know, they, they, they recognize your, your brand content because you, you try to keep to a consistent structure when, when you do it. Sounds, it sounds like the get, we need some advice on the guest X podcast, Brian. Well, we, we do try to, we try to publish it the right, but no, it's, it does. You're right. It's, it's, we you do publish a lot of content, a lot of content, but I mean the consistent and, you know, it's good to be reminded of that because we've talked about that as being consistent in the structure and, and some of that, um, Luis, as people are thinking through this, if they want to get in contact with you, um, what's the, I'm guessing email, but what what is the best way to do that? Um, and you know, if they're interested in maybe working together or just, you know, questions about how they're thinking about content. Yeah. I mean, they, my, my website is rentaltonic.com. Um, and my email is louise at rentaltonic.com. So very simple. And I do, I, I'm happy to do virtual assessments with, with clients. If they say to me, look, you know, um, or I'm just starting out or, you know, I've, I've dabbled in content, but it's just not working for me. Um, you know, I ask people to share their listing, their OTA listings, you know, any kind of book direct um, channels that they have, whether that be social media or a website, and I'm happy to come back and give them, you know, my perspective on what they are doing and what they perhaps should be doing for the future. Oh, that's, uh, there's a lot of people out there, I think could, could really uh, benefit from, from that service. Thank you so much. We know it's, uh, we know you're busy and um, to take the time out and just really talk to us about a really important subject. We really appreciate it. No, I appreciate that you that you asked me to come on. So thank you to both of you. Absolutely, and we we look we look forward. Speaking of tapas, I look forward to getting back in the fall to Malaga, Brian. That that restaurant. Do you remember the name of the restaurant where we had the the um, no the last day the uh, it was and it's the uh, what's the stuff they make in the pan? Paella. No. Paella. Yeah, it was on the beach. It was paella yeah. on the beach at that place. It was maybe the maybe it was in my top five dishes I've ever had in my lifetime. It was unbelievable. Well, you have 
you have to come and do the tapas tour with us because funnily enough we did too and then all of a sudden we've got loads of people from the industry going can i come so we've got deborah from oh from, good uh, yeah deborah's coming at the end of um september we've got somebody from australia that's coming damien and um another guy came from um and, and joined us last friday so all of a sudden our our, our tapas tour video for guests is is becoming a little bit of a a, a tapas tour, tour and an opportunity to speak with uh, our industry that would um, be really cool well. we should do that right before <laughs> so the tour and maybe we can even grab uh, carlos is always really busy right around he's like meeting with mayors and stuff but uh -huh. we'll uh we'll get down and there because yeah because my flight got delayed last year and i didn't get to go down to they did like a press trip down to Marbella and I didn't uh -huh. get to, I, I missed it. And Brian rubbed it and rubbed it in my face the rest of the week. Oh, well, we are waiting for you for your, when you're next visiting. That yep. would, yes, that would be awesome. Thank you again so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of GuestX. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. We are Mr. Guest Experience Brian Hamawi and Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a guest experience worth talking about. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.